It is make it or break it time for several key chargers like Trey Pipkins, Drew Tranquil, Michael Davis, who will have to show out in 2022 if they want to be back with the team in 2023. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons. We're heading into our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. And everyone, first, thank David for joining the show from vacation, you know, your team every day. Even on vacation, there's going to be some vacation episodes, but to make sure you guys never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also Follow the show for free wherever you get your podcast from. But David is actually vacationing in my neck of the woods, but that doesn't stop the show. But a little programming note, David is going to be gone for tomorrow's show. So there will not be a show. We'll be back with you guys on Wednesday. I guess he can have one day of vacation where he doesn't have to do the podcast. We will give him that. But on today's show, guys, we're talking about make it or break it, prove it time for some key players on the Chargers, starting with guys like Trey Pipkins, who should get his chance this year. And he's in a contract year as well. And Michael Davis, who's not headed into a contract year, but is he going to be worth $9.4 million in 2023? Can he live up to that? Because if not, the Chargers might need those cap savings. And if he has a season like he did last year, it's going to make it a very tough decision for the Chargers. But it's not just them. We also have to talk about the running backs. I think both you know, Josh Kelly and Larry Roundtree are kind of a make it or break it years, even in, camp, in training camp, potentially, right? And there's also other guys like Kenneth Murray and Drew Tranquil, because Drew Tranquil's heading into a contract year. Can he have a Kazir White-like jump into making himself really, really important for this team? We'll see if he can do that and more. But today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net, who has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, well, you can tell that David was getting a little bit of sun today, you know, in sunny San Diego. That's what you do, you know, in a vacation, you're vacationing back in your hometown. But playing through the pain on today's show, David, and you brought up a great topic for us to talk about today. I think a really fun one, talking about make it or break it seasons for guys. And I think one of the biggest guys isn't even in a contract here. I think it's Michael Davis, because Michael Davis is only in year two of a three-year contract that he signed, right? But... He is going into a season next year where that cap number is going to be big and the dead cap number they'll get with releasing him is going to be small. So that's the thing with Michael Davis is he didn't have a good season last year. He was transitioning into Brandon Staley's defense. That's, you know, something that we all understand. But he's under contract through 2023. He's scheduled to make $9.4 million in 2023. And the Chargers would save $7.4 million if they were to release him. So that number, that 9.4, that's what he's trying to live up to this season. Oh, we're all hoping that, you know, like Brandon Staley has talked about many times, David, that Michael Davis can make the jump, but he's going to probably have to if he wants to be back with the team in 2023. A couple of things we know about Michael Davis is that we know this guy is a fighter. We know that this guy is a, is a guy that's going to persevere through situations because he was an undrafted free agent. That's how he broke into the NFL. He had to literally do anything and everything that he possibly could to earn a spot on a roster, and that eventually led him to signing a, a pretty lucrative three-year contract. And so you know that he has that ability, and also you know that he is 
has everything that you look for in a corner. He has size. He has length. He has speed. I mean, those all elements are there and available in Michael Davis's game. The only thing is, is he's had a little bit of trouble adapting to the scheme, Daniel. And I think, you know, one thing that should be very clear for him is exactly what he needs to do because Brandon Staley has said on multiple different occasions, hey, Michael, we play a lot more different techniques at the cornerback position than you have played in years past. And we have an expectation uh, of you learning to be able to do all of those things that our scheme, which is notoriously much more difficult and more complex than the schemes he was playing in previously to be able to play the cornerback position in this defense. So Michael Davis understands or should have a very strong understanding of what he needs to do to be able to make it next year. But that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Well, it sucks, too, because he had the season, right, that got him the contract. And then you see him the first year in Brand Staley, and he really struggles, right? I mean, yeah. only one interception last season with six touchdowns allowed. That's not yeah. great. 97.4 passer rating allowed. He just looked lost at times, had some more trouble turning his head around. That was something that was early on in his career, right? Eight penalties <sighs> committed last yeah. season as well. And I think a big part of that, too, is like his body type isn't meant – for doing some of the things I think that Brandon Staley looks for in his cornerbacks, right? And you're looking at the guys that they've brought in since Brandon Staley's been around. It's a different build than Michael Davis, and yeah. he really only plays outside. He's not right. really the true, you know, defensive back where he does a lot of different things. He only played five snaps in the slot last season, so he's primarily outside. And he just didn't have the production, right? 2020, he gets three interceptions. He gets the contract. He's missing less tackles. Last year, he goes back and misses 12.5% of his tackles. Not great, right? Yeah. And then... I think just with him, he has the talent to do it. Brandon Staley, it seems like, you know, has told him exactly what he has to do, but I just don't know if he's a fit for this system. But we do know he has the talent. He has the speed. He has the ability to, you know, intercept passes and stuff, and that's gotten better throughout his career. But there's no working around the fact that it has to come together this year because if he has the season he had in 2021, this season, that $9.4 is probably not getting picked up. But another guy who should have a big opportunity, David, is Trey Pipkins because he looks like the best option currently on the Chargers roster that's not Matt Filer <laughs> as we see it right now. I mean, I yeah. know there's a lot of Jamari Sawyer guys out there. Hey, let him go out there. And there's other options too. You know, I know some people are still holding out hope that they potentially bring in a veteran. But right now it's Storm Norton or Trey Pipkins, and Trey Pipkins was easily the better of the two last season very much smaller sample size but he should get his opportunity david and he's going into a contract here michael davis isn't trey pipkins is if he wants to get that second contract in the nfl this is his shot right now oh it's such a huge opportunity for trey pipkins here too because like if he's able to go out there and perform he's going to be able to get starting right tackle money which is going to be a lot more than what he was expecting to get so yeah. i mean and you know, there's not many opportunities to start uh, in this league, uh, any position, let alone something so important as right tackle. But the story of Trey Pipkins is this. Before 2021, he gave up nine sacks and 42 pressures in 522 pass blocking snaps. Last year, in two spot starts, he only gave up three pressures and zero sacks. So it's just, it's it's tantalizing, right? You know, you, you see the talent. For the first time this year, you, you saw the talent when the, the Chargers desperately needed someone to step in. 
all of the other fluff pieces that you heard and all of the words that they used to try to describe Trip Hipkins before uh, didn't make any sense. But when you watch those first two, you know, the, those two spot starts last year, you say, okay, we can work with that. You know, yeah. if he's able to display that over the course of an entire season, man, he could really, you know, take the bull by the horns and, and really earn himself a very nice contract. If he's going to go out, if he's able to go out there and play better than storm Norton and be able to keep guys off of, Justin Herbert and be able to open up holes. I think Trey Pipkins, man, this is the best shot he's going to be able to get in his NFL career to be a starter in this league. It is for sure. And I mean, I don't know if he could break the bank even with a good season, just because it would still be one good season. Yeah. But I do think that, I mean, he would, it would feel really good for the Chargers because they could potentially bring him back on a smaller deal, right? And work something yeah. out for a couple of seasons if it works out. And there's no real backup plan. It seems like it's between him and Storm Norton right now. But to speak to how much better he's gotten, yeah, I mean, as you put it with those pressures, I mean, 2019, it was a pressure every 11 pass, drop, pass blocking, you know, snaps that he had. In 2020, it was every 13.2 pass blocking snaps that he had. In 2021, it was every 29.7 pass blocking snaps. You know, that's almost a game right there. One pressure a game, you would take that 100% and got to start at right tackle and left tackle last year. And the thing is, is... It, this has never been an indictment on, you know, Trey Pipkin's season last year when we talk about the Chargers' big need at right tackle. It's never really been about that. And I think it's always just been about what, with that small sample size, leaving, you know, all of your eggs in that basket, leaving all of it between Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton, just to not have, you know, another third, you know, third party guy coming in there to be in a part of that competition. Trey Pipkins played good last year. If you knew he could play the way he played last year, this year you'd feel great about the right tackle situation and that is a possibility but we do know he's in a division loaded up with pass rushers and he's going to get tested right off the bat <laughs> and so you're going to know very quickly on and even if he does win it you're going to know you know if that was the right decision if the Chargers made the right decision by not addressing it earlier I think we'll probably know pretty quickly but you have to kind of give him some time to kind of work into that role too and hopefully he can be just an average player because if the Chargers have get an some... average right tackle I mean Oh, it's going to go so rest. far. Yeah. yeah, it would be great. And he's going to have some great practice going up against Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa all training camp long. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure. Iron sharpens iron and all of those things, definitely. Because, I mean, <laughs> you think that Brandon Staley, you know, is going to see it, right? And they also have joint training camp practices with the Cowboys. So that's Micah Parsons over there potentially, you know, pass rushing with Coming them Coming at you. Yeah, I mean, it's so many, they have a really good defensive line too. So that'll be a great test. Hopefully, you know, if it doesn't work out between those two guys, then maybe you see the Matt Filer situation get brought up back again. But hopefully he can just win it, run away with it. I mean, I'm pulling for him because it would be a pretty tremendous comeback story for that to happen. I mean, he bet big, you know, the Chargers are betting big on him going into this season. We'll see if they pay him back, if he pays them back with a big season because. That would be, I mean, for Trey Pipkins, David, to come where he was last preseason to, you know, what he was even in limited snaps last year was a huge, huge win for the Chargers. But when I'm Absolutely. trying to win, huge, just one place that I go, David, and it's betonline.net because right now it's the greatest place to be going with all of the greatest sports action going on right now. I mean, the basketball playoffs are nuts. Warriors and Mavericks, you have Heat and Celtics. You have the NHL going absolutely crazy. That's only in the second round. I mean... <laughs> Some of these games in the playoffs right now are unreal. And I will tell you, I'm sitting there having the best time ever because I'm going to betonline.net and I'm getting these games 
even crazier with action on the games, even in the sports I'm not as into, even with golf tournaments and things like that. I mean, we just had another major championship. You can find all of that at betonline.net. And it's not just those sports. It's baseball. It's NFL futures. It's esports. Even your favorite Vegas casino games. You can find it all at betonline.net, the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast, the only place I go. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to find out more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, David. Well, we do have a couple more guys to get into. It's a make-or-break season for a lot of these guys for different reasons, right? And now we're going to be talking about Kenneth Murray, Drew Tranquil, and Jerry Tillery, a guy that's obviously been much talked about, especially with the Morgan Fox signing. Kenneth Murray, we know, but I thought it was interesting to think about Drew Tranquil too, David, because he is a guy that has gotten injured, right, missed a whole season, basically, but was also a guy who came in as a fourth-round pick, made his way onto the starting defense, earned himself a role, and didn't play terribly last year. Obviously, he was behind a very bad defensive line for the most part, so you don't know how much that impacted him. But either way, he's going into a season where it's a contract year for him, and he has to come through, and for the Chargers linebackers, if they don't, I mean, with Drew Tranquil and Kenneth Murray, you have to wonder if they'll be in the plans for 2023. Well, and there's really not going to be any place to hide, too. With, with, with this defense, with the amount of talent that's going to be around them, in front of them, on each side of them, behind them, like yeah. there, there's not going to be anywhere to hide. And they should have their biggest opportunities for success this season because they're going to have guys that are going to be able to eat up double team blocks and they're going to be guys that are going to be able to come screaming around the edge and guys that can take the football away. So you're going to have lanes to be able to maneuver through and be able to make tackles. That's going to be your job. And yes, in this defense, they very much minimalize the impact or the importance of the linebacker. That's for sure, because they want to rotate a bunch of DBs in. That's just how Brandon Staley operates his defense. But these linebackers are still going to be important, and they still had guys that were, you know, I mean, including Drew Tranquil, that went over 100 tackles at that position last year. So they might not be as important, but they still are going to serve an important purpose. And for Drew Tranquil specifically, I think, you saw two seasons of 100-plus tackles out of him and then one season that was completely you know, taken away from him because of injury. And I think he has a lot of things about his game that make you say, okay, this is a, a, a very adequate linebacker in the NFL. I think, I think he has pretty good instincts. I think he has decent coverage skills. I like the way he gets after the quarterback. He's a decent tackler as well. He has dealt with some injuries here and there. I think this year in this defense – both these linebackers are going to have the best opportunity that they have ever had to shine and excel. And it's really going to be make it or break it. Yeah. I mean, I think for both of them, I mean, for Kenneth Murray, it's obvious because his is a much higher bar that he's trying to live up to. Right. Because for him, I mean, he was a first round pick and for Drew Tranquil. Yeah. Two years of 75 plus tackles, not hundred tackles, but pretty close to being, you know, that good. Kenneth well, I mean, Murray did yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, for both of them, Kenneth Murray had 100-plus tackles his rookie season, but right. it still wasn't – not all tackles are created equal, right? And the biggest thing for both of these guys is where those tackles are being made because for them it was an issue. I mean, the average depth of tackle for Kenneth Murray was 7.9 yards down the field. That the next closest awful. guy was at 6.3. That's awful. I mean, he ranked 97 out of 97 linebackers. Drew Tranquil – wasn't much better. His was 5.3, which was 88 out of 97, which is also terrible, right? So, like, that tells me at the same time that, yes, there were some problems in front, 
Yeah. But Kazir White was also much better than those guys, too. Kazir White was at 3.9, and he was dealing yeah. with the same defensive tackles in front of him for the most part. With Kenneth Murray, it's the injuries, right? And the, yeah. you know, now the combination of all the different injuries and just missing time in the offseason. I think the cool thing about pretty much everyone we're going to talk about here today, David, is just that there is a path for all of them to have success and either get that next contract, right, whether it's with the Chargers or someone else, or just at least getting maybe not to what their draft status was in the case of someone like Kenneth Murray, but to have a successful season, right? Like if everything goes right, Kenneth Murray is freed up. He lets his athleticism show more, and he's making a bunch of tackles in the backfield, and he's getting a bunch of pressures as a pass rusher. Both of these guys have shown the ability to blitz, right, and be good yeah. blitzers. Yeah. The other part of it is, though, David, they're going to have to really show up this year because you have Kyle Van Noy waiting in the wings. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right? Like, yes. you have Troy Reader waiting, waiting in the wings. And that's the other thing, too, is both of these guys have chances to not be the starters on a full-time basis or have their snaps directly impacted by off-season moves like Kyle Van Noy, like Troy Reader. Because even if Troy Reader isn't the best linebacker, you know that Brandon Staley trusts him. Right. And he was out oh, yeah. there in big time playoff games on a Super Bowl run for the Rams last season. So, like, yep. both of these dudes need, and like Drew Tranquil's contract, he has to try to make that next contract. For Kenneth Murray, the Chargers have to decide whether they're going to pick up his fifth year option. So, both yeah. of the guys have money on the line and can gar- you not guarantee themselves some money, but make themselves some money this year. And the way they're going to have to do it is by keeping those other two guys off the field by performing. Yeah, and I mean that means that they're gonna have to stay on the field. And I mean sure. that's I mean that's we've we've talked about so many times is availability is the best ability. And I'm just hoping for Kenneth Murray's sake that he is truly a hundred percent healthy for the first time since his probably his sophomore year in college, so that he can really go out there and show everyone what he is truly capable of doing when he has no physical limitations. I don't think we have seen a like extended period of time in his NFL career where he has had good, clear, clean health. I don't know that we've experienced that. Um, Obviously we're not privy to that that information. I mean, his rookie season, I I guess it's just hard to say, right? Because he he had shoulder surgery, which kept him out of most of the off season. Yeah. But then he played not a hundred plus tackles, you know, and played pretty much the whole year. So it's hard to know. Everyone's banged up, but the extent of that, it's hard to say, but that's like what makes like Jerry Tillery such an interesting conversation, right? Because he doesn't have an injury or probably or really anything like that to kind of be an excuse for his, yeah. you know, underwhelming play to this point. And True. Jerry Tillery also had his fifth year option declined, which is why yes. he makes it onto a show like this and make it or break it season for him. And like those other guys, he has a real chance <laughs> to go out there and have the best season of his career and get himself paid because you know what teams will pay for David. It's an interior pass rush and All Jerry day. Tillery, Five sacks last year, last year, according to PFF, it's four and a half, I think, everywhere else because they don't do half sacks. But the run stop percentage, 116th out of 142. <sighs> pass rushing wise, because he's a pass rush specialist, 72nd amongst interior defensive linemen with 150 pass rush snaps in win percentage. So either way, he wasn't doing enough in either of those categories, but... Just like the linebackers didn't have a lot of great stuff in front of him, Jerry Tillery didn't have a lot of great stuff around him. Besides, yeah. you know, Joey Bosa obviously playing, you know, further away from him for the most part. But now he has other guys in the interior that should open things up. He still had plenty of one-on-one opportunities that he should have won. But like with these other guys, it's hard to 
you know, put all your money down on it. But like he has the best chance he's ever had to have a great season. He does have the best chance, but that's if he actually is able to be around there to actually take advantage of that chance, because now he's going to be under pressure because there's immediate threat to his snaps on the football field. There was no Morgan Fox last year. Yeah, exactly. With the emergence of Morgan Fox. Now it's pressure is either going to make diamonds or it's going to make coal. It's up to Jerry Tillery to decide what that's going to be. Well, and the funny thing is, remember last year in the preseason and Jerry Tillery wasn't out there and there were certain guys that were out there and you're like, yeah, we were like, why is this guy not on the field? Like he has so much to prove, at least in our mind, in our eyes. And he was a guy that they were like protecting. Like he was a a foregone conclusion starter, which just didn't make sense. One, I think was also a byproduct of the lack of dudes they had there. Right. Like, I think that's what it is. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing is, like, this year he actually has someone there in Morgan Fox. He actually has some direct competition. Like, I think they probably think Tito can play some three technique and Sebastian Joseph Day can play some three technique, too. So, like, it's not just Morgan Fox. Right. It's he's also competing with Austin Johnson to some extent, even though they'll be more likely, you know. Yeah, he didn't have to look around, look behind his shoulder before, but he certainly does now. He certainly does now. And, I mean, I think as far as just, you know, pure pass rushing ability like he has it like more than maybe anyone else on this line he has the talent to do it you've just never seen it on a consistent basis and maybe this is the fire that'll be lit under him to get himself paid in 2023 because he doesn't have a guaranteed contract he missed out on 10 plus million dollars in guaranteed money when the Chargers didn't pick up that option he has a chance to go make a lot of that back this season because that is unlike being a tackle good tackle for one season that'll still get you paid but interior pass rush going five sacks and then following that up with an eight sack campaign or something like that he can get that bunny back for sure because dudes oh, yeah. will absolutely pay for it but the other thing is david is there are other positions that are very much up for grabs even potentially roster spots that some of these guys might be fighting for in a make it or break it season and i'm looking at larry roundtree and josh kelly two guys who i think are in make or break it seasons especially with the competition now in the backfield and it could be a make it or breaking training camp for those guys as well. And I'd throw Nazir Adderley in the list, David, as another guy, right, that is in a make it or break it season, a contract season when the Chargers will have to decide if he's the right running mate long term for Derwin James and get that deal done, by the way. But I think what you're hoping for, though, is that these spare parts, right, that were kind of thrown into this defense, at least as far as what their production is, is going to be so much better because of these quality, you know, elite pieces that they brought in. And now these guys can just fit into their role and make it work, right? But if you need any auto parts, the only place to go is rockauto.com because they have the best selection and the best prices that you guys are going to find. So make sure you guys check out rockauto.com so you don't have to go to the chain auto parts store and talk to the guy at the counter and he's going to ask you some questions. Spoiler alert, you're not going to know the answer to them if you're anything like me. So you're going to get confused just for him to, you know, give you a warehouse that's going to sell you a price at the price he wants you to pay for it. And a warehouse that he's, you know, inclined to tell you to go to skip the middleman, stay at home, go to rockauto.com, type the type of car that you have into the search bar in a few easy clicks. You can find the parts that you need, but brake parts, tail lamps, whatever you need. Rockauto.com has it. And they have the best prices out there. A family owned business. Why spend 30, 50, even hundred percent more for the same parts. Cut out the middleman. Save money with rockauto.com. Make sure you guys head to rockauto to see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write lockdown in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, 
reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, the last segment before I let David enjoy a, a real true day of vacation. He's going to go see the San Diego Padres. Somebody talking brooms out here right now with that San Francisco Giants. Suite. Yes, sir. I digress. David is in San Diego. He's on vacation, but we're still here because we're trying to get to you guys literally every single day. But every day, a couple man. more guys that have to be talked about. We've talked a little bit more about Nazir Adderley than we have against you know, running back three and running back four, as we see it at this point, right? Larry Roundtree yeah. and Josh Kelly, and not necessarily in that order. And they're in weirder no. situations because Larry Roundtree was worse than Josh Kelly was last year, right? Yep. Sub three yards per carry is not going to be great. Not going to get you a lot. 2.4 yards. Did have the touchdown, the only touchdown between the two of them, and had more carries between the two And a pretty awesome celebration for that touchdown see, that's as the, well. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. With Larry Rancher Jr., like, I want to see what he does next. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I want to see what crazy stuff he breaks out. I can't which dance. Makes more, <laughs> which makes this a more interesting conversation. But the other part of it is, David, is Josh Kelly, not a Brandon Staley guy, but had a better season, still not a good season, and it's two years of sample size, and you have the fumbles, right? So that's yeah. a big part of it, too. But Larry Roundtree, right, like 2.4 yards per carry. They tried him as a kick returner. Right, seven kick returns, 117 yards, a 16.7 average. It didn't work there. They tried to manage the receiver one time for a negative one yard catch. Me and David both had more receiving yards last season than Larry Roundtree did, and so did you. Congratulations. But I think David, for this, it's like these guys, yeah, not only are in a competition to you know try to stay on the roster going into like 2023 in the future with the Chargers in this stable of backfields, but like. I feel like there's a good chance right now both of these guys don't make the team. So, like, this even is talking about training camp. I think it's very much about training camp for both of these guys because I think with the emergence of Isaiah You think there's Spiller, a chance that ne- neither of these guys make the team? You think there's a chance? No, 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 no. What you I'm think, saying is I mean, between, there might be a chance. Between these two guys now, I think last year was, oh, hey, let me tell you about my best friend here. I mean, we're both making this team. Everything's good. That's not the case this year. And I think these guys are going to be in direct competition with each other because I don't think they're going to be keeping full running backs this time. I think it's Mm -hmm. going to be three. So I think it's going to be Josh Kelly and Larry Roundtree going head to head all of training camp and especially in those preseason games to see who is really going to take that RB three spot because it's open now. Honestly, I think we know. Isaiah Spiller is going to get the biggest opportunity to be that RB2. They drafted him this year to be that, you know, and be able to handle that position. So that's why it's Josh Kelly and Larry really going to be battling it out this training camp. I'm going to be excited to watch it because both those guys, I don't think, you know, they have been very excited or very happy with the the body of work they have both put on the table this year. So I I'm sure they're both going to be extremely motivated and very, very, very happy that they have an opportunity to go out there and show everyone what they're capable of doing. Because if not, it, I mean, they're not going to make the team. They're going to be gone. Yeah, and I think it sucks too because, like, obviously with Larry Rantry, like he only got one season, right? He got 33 catch or 36 attempts. It seemed like they tried to give it to him, right? Even over yeah. Josh Kelly. I mean, he had yeah. more carries than Josh Kelly. Did they gave him a chance to kind of be the RB two? Both guys got fair shakes sure. to try to go win that job on their own, right? And, it, and yeah. Josh Kelly at least had some moments, right? A fourth down here, right? You know, 
a first down there kind of a thing. Like, yeah, but there's also, you know, brutal miss pass protection that gets Justin yes. Herbert sacked and blown up, right? With Josh Kelly. Like, there's both th- both things that both these guys can obviously clean up. And they're like cool stories too, to some extent, right? Larry Roundtree is six round pick, great touchdown dances. Obviously, you root for that. And then Josh Kelly is like easily the happiest dude on the team. That smile is like the million most, dollar like, smile, man. How do you, you can't like hope for that dude to get cut. But in all reality, I don't even think you went far enough with it, David. Like, I think there is some universe where neither of these guys end up making the team. I wouldn't say it's likely. If I was going to bet online, I wouldn't put my money where my mouth is on it. But, you know, maybe a Letty Brown surprises like Austin Eckler did once upon a time, right? Maybe something like that happened. I like that you brought up Austin Eckler because it just goes to show you that you can literally find running back production almost anywhere. I mean, that's why you don't see a large portion of running backs get drafted early on in the draft. You see them a lot more likely getting taken in the fourth round or later because teams have had so much success finding later yeah. round running backs to be able to produce or undrafted free agents like Austin Eckler. Sure. And I mean, there's a lot of great running backs who just drafted like in the mid rounds, you know, somewhere like yeah. Alvin Kamara is of the world, you know, and, and players like that. But like, I think, you go you don't want to spend a lot on it and like the those two guys are under contract as rookies for four seasons total so yep. like you're not going to get that money back but the money's also minimal enough to where you it's not going to keep you you know have you keep them on the team just because the contract's already guaranteed right they're just not, not at all that kind of player but like We've seen ab before, an undrafted free agent running back whether it's Kevin Marks, right? Whether it's Letty Brown from West Virginia like those guys could have a chance. Plus, you throw like Xander Horvath, right? As a fullback count, as a running back, all of those yep. things too. So, like, it's going to be an interesting competition. We know Josh Kelly's had one really good training camp. We'll see if he can replicate that, and these dudes can fight it out and see which one of them is going to make the roster, you know, going into the 2023 season. But lastly, David, I wanted to touch on Nazir Adderley because he is in a contract season. He's going into year four, which for him is basically year three. Didn't have an interception in 2021. He only has one career interception basically in the two seasons that he's played. The one thing I will highlight again, the plays that aren't made on him, right? The deep passes he's not giving up. The times that he's being great in coverage, you're not seeing it. Those plays happen too, and it's a reason why he only gave up, you know, more than 40 yards in one game all season, right? And didn't give up any catches outside of one for more than like 26 yards over the whole year. But it's not good enough. And I think really what this comes down to, David, for his year Adderley is a contract year. New competition with the heartbreak kid JT Woods coming into the conversation. Yeah. And the question of, is he the right guy to pair with our superstar safety, Derwin James? Yeah, I mean, I think that is definitely the big question. I think one thing that is on Nas's side here is that at least, you know, as a free safety guy, the the guy that is on the back end, I think that, you know, he has the coverage skills and the speed to be able to play that um, position at a high level. But you know, th- this Chargers defense, the way Brandon Staley has it, it's not always going to be that. I mean, they do a lot of split safety looks. So, you know, for Nas, I like the physicality. I've said that, to, you know, talking about him before, but the ball skills really got to come. I mean, it, it, you know, the interceptions are going to be the thing this year that is going to change his fortunes with this team. And when they bring in another guy who had a pedigree in college, of taking the football away and not only taking the football away, but taking him away in the most important situations that won his team football games because of it. He's got to definitely feel that, you know, 
hair or that breath on the back of his neck sure. breathing him down because I mean that's what JT Woods are brought into. I mean to to deepen that that sure. position, that safety position to be able to bring in a guy that has, you know, the prototypical body type and style that Brandon Staley wants out of his safeties. And so Nas is going to have to come with it and I think the best way for him to change the tide is to get those interception numbers way way up. Yeah, and I mean the thing is too is like the Chargers are going to have to pay Derwin James, right? And and a lot of I'm money. Still thinking that it's going to happen before the season. If I had to put money on it, I would bet that they get a deal done because like this dude's you know getting sprayed with holy water at the groundbreaking of the Chargers' new practice facility. Like they're bringing him to every single public it's event. Clearly a part of their future plans. Clearly Clear. one of the faces of their organization, and not just a face of the organization, but a face of the culture rebuild, a face yes. of the Brandon Staley era, like in the Absolutely. way that Brandon Staley talks about him, getting him weapons, right? And, and all the just the kind of sanctified air that he puts Derwin James in. That Derwin yeah. James movie is Brandon Staley's favorite movie outside of maybe the Cleo Mack movie, because it seems like he really loves that <laughs> one too. But are the Chargers gonna pay two safeties like that, right? I mean, not not like that, like literally. In no reality is going to, you know, make Derwin James money. But, like, no. they're already going to be paying one. They brought in a younger guy. I don't think they did that to directly, you know, replace Nizir Adderley next season. But one thing that's true, if he comes in and he plays well and, and they like his progress, like, it's definitely going to give him a lot of leverage in a Nazir Adderley contract negotiation. And you go into next year not feeling as dire when, you know, someone like Nazir Adderley goes into free agency. And the Chargers might let him go, like they did with Ujena, and like they did with Kazir White and Justin Jones and all those guys. So, like, and one of their few, few uh, you know, former safeties and Rayshon Jenkins too, who also they let go, and he actually got paid pretty decent money. Now he did get signed by the Jaguars, and they're not the <laughs> smartest uh, when it comes to contract negotiations. Uh, but Rayshon, good for you, bro. Honestly, you never know what these guys are going to get paid. That's my point. If the Jaguars call you, pick up, bro. I mean, yeah, you know, hey, if you want to play <laughs> for day. winners and things like that, but like. Go get your money, dude. Go get your money. If the Jaguars call and they want to give you a Christian Kirk deal, a Rayshon Jenkins deal, go get it while you can, young buck. Because <laughs> like they're they're giving it out over there, and it's not bad to cash in on that thing. But that is gonna wrap things up for today. Special thank you to David doing this on vacation, and that's just how much we you know are committed to providing content for you guys. And we have some big guests coming up as well. I know you guys want some guests on the show. We have things in the work. We promise. So much, you know, of this is going to be a great offseason with some great guests and some more great content. And the Chargers have OTAs this week as well, so we'll see how that turns out. But that is going to do it for today. Make sure you guys subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel so you never miss the show. And also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. And you can also find the show's Twitter at LockedOnLAC as well. And our Locked On Chargers Instagram page at Locked On Chargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. Thank you guys for calling in last week to the voicemail line. If you guys want to get on the show, call in to 323-524-7924. Again, we will not be back here tomorrow. We're going to let David have one day of vacation, and we will be back with you guys on Wednesday. But until then, take it easy, and go Bolts.